Thanks for that, Stephanie and Ross. You're listening to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk Unscripted this Friday, my first ever one. So do get in touch this afternoon. I'm happy to talk about whatever you want to talk about. 53106 is the text line. We're giving the show over to you. You set the agenda and you are the guest. So call us 1890 453106. I would love to hear your views live on air. You can email us lunchtime live at newstalk.com. You can also tweet us at lunchtime live NT. Now, we've already had lots of suggestions coming in from people today about what they want to talk to. And one of them was tax defaulters. And Brian got in touch and he wanted to discuss Stubbs Gazette and published tax defaults, defaulter lists because he thinks they're outmoded and they're unfair. Brian, you're on the line. Brian, why do you think it's so unfair? Hi, Susan. Good afternoon. Um, I just think if people have made reparations with the tax authorities, they've paid back what they owe plus penalties. Uh, it just seems a little bit unfair to publicly embarrass them. Then. I don't really see the uh, the point of it and what's achieved except just embarrassing people, making life difficult for them. But will embarrassing people not maybe mean that they'll decide not to do it again? Sure, I take that point. But uh, these are people who've made reparations. These are people who've paid back what they owe plus penalties. So for me, I think it's quite fair if you've done something wrong and you've tried to do it, you know, complete go right, go about it the right way, pay back what you owe, plus a penalty. Is that not enough? People are really interested in these kind of lists. Would you agree with that, Brian? It's definitely something that, uh, you know, tickles people's fancy when they hear that there's a tax defaulters list out. Everybody kind of has a bit of a nosy <laughs> look through it. That's true. That's true. There is a certain amount of curiosity associated with it. I mean, I'm not suggesting for a moment that it's banned or anything like that. It should still be able to be accessed but uh, the publication in, in newspapers and stuff like that, it, it seems to hark back to a time when Ireland took pleasure in shaming people from the pulpits. And uh, I just think it's the wrong way to go about things these days. You know, publicly shaming people, nothing's really achieved. If, as I say, if they've paid back money plus penalties, they've already kind of put things right, I would think. So you think it's quite outmoded or old-fashioned. Do you think there's another deterrent that could be used then, Brian, if people decided that they wouldn't publish these lists, apart from obviously paying back what you owe, but another penalty that might work better that maybe wouldn't be as unfair? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a suggestion of how to replace it or what should stand in its place, but I mean, a financial penalty usually is what's used by pretty much every agency up and down the land to get people to comply or use as a deterrent. And in this case as well, it's not just enough that you pay back the money to the tax authorities. You know, they have penalties as well, which are often substantial. So, you know, people, sometimes people end up on this list really through no fault of their own. I'm not saying everybody on it does, but uh, quite often people have received advice from an accountant or a tax specialist and then find themselves at the wrong end of the gun looking, looking back at revenue. So, you know, I just think, to tar everybody with that brush and stick them on Stubbs Gazette or put them in a newspaper. Uh, for me, I don't think it's really a modern way to do things. I don't think it's fair that, you, that people's character is kind of judged in that way. You know, if somebody's made a mistake, and again, as I said, if they've paid back the money plus penalties, is that not enough? Well, I disagree with you in one thing you say there. I do think it's a it's kind of a, a long road in to been to appearing on the tax defaulters list. I mean, I think there's a number of hoops that you can jump through to sort of avoid end up uh, ending up being on that list. So there will be a line of communication open with you from revenue, you know, and if you follow all of those rules, 
you won't end up on the list. So I don't necessarily agree with that. But I get that when you do appear on it, if you're a business, it can have sort of a long lasting effect on your business. And you do often hear people say that things like this, it's like all mud that you throw at something, it will stick. So if you put the name of a company into Google or any other search engine and you have appeared on a list, the chances are that it's going to jump up again maybe years later. So do you think it has maybe an unfair um, impact on people's businesses? I do, yes. I mean, usually you're not going to see large multinationals or corporations on that list because their uh, their tax advice is top-notch and, you know, they're not going to be led down the road like that. But for smaller companies, I mean, the majority of people we see there are small independent operators and it certainly will be harmful to their business, yeah. I'd be Um, really interested to know, anybody listening, have you been on the tax defaulters list? We'll keep your name private, but let us know, did it have an effect on your business or were you embarrassed to the point that you thought, okay, I'm absolutely going to make sure that this never, ever, ever happens to me again. I'm mortified that my name is on the list and I hope nobody opens the paper today. Let us know. You can text me 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or tweet us lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Tim is on the line. We might just jump to Tim for a Tim, what do you think of Stubbs Gazette? Um, well, I suppose there's, there's I, I appreciate there's two ways of looking at this. Um, you know, if you're in business and you're defaulting on your tax, there's obviously a reason why you're doing that. You're probably struggling um, with your business and maybe you just made some bad decisions. And, you know, I suppose if you're named and shamed, yeah, that's not going to be ideal for your business. But I suppose the, the flip side of the coin is if you're in business and you're doing business with somebody who has defaulted, um, you're probably not going to touch them with a barge pool, to be honest, because they're probably not going to pay in the long run. You know, they have a history of not paying. Um, and I suppose it's doggy dog in business out there, you know. Um, and if you have defaulted on, on your business uh, tax, paying your taxes, um, you know, there's there's two sides looking at that. You know, you, technically it's a crime. So, you know, should you be named and shamed? And I'm, you know, while I don't run my business, I would deal with a lot of businesses that, you know, delay in payments. And, you know, we would always be very, um, do our due diligence in businesses and, you know, check everything out from the CRO to see if there's been any judgments against them. And we'd attempt to avoid them like the barge pole. Uh, I'm not going to say what business I'm in because um, I don't think that's fair. But um, I just think, you know, the naming and shaming side of things is, I don't like the word name and shaming. I think um, it's, it's. I don't think that's the right term to use for this. I think this is, you know, it's making lists. If if you commit a crime, regardless of what it is, you tend to be in the paper. It's full disclosure start- of people who don't do their business correctly is what it is. Do you yeah, mean by it's, calling it's, it? So you disagree with Brian. Brian thought it, it was unfair, old fashioned. Um, Brian was our first caller there. But Tim, you believe that you know it's a good it's a good deterrent. Publication of names is a good deterrent. Sometimes calling it naming and shaming sort of uh, means that it's something bad. Yeah, naming and shaming means something. It is bad, but I don't actually agree with the term naming and shaming. It's somebody breaking the law and not doing, you know, not doing business correctly. Um, Yeah, that should be there for everyone to see because you need to protect your own business. And do you do business with somebody that doesn't pay taxes? They probably won't pay their bills correctly. They probably have a cash flow issue. I mean, I get that happens a lot of businesses. But, um, you know, we, we've chased businesses before that, you know, have defaulted in a lot of things and you just end up out of pocket. So I think to protect other businesses, this is a good thing. 
And Tim, can I just ask you, would you think that naming and shaming in other areas might be a good idea too? I mean, you often hear sometimes uh, chat about whether, you know, people who get caught drink driving or driving um, speeding and all of that sort of stuff, that there could be a kind of a list of people and your name would appear on that and it might just act as an extra deterrent not to do something like that. Well, I agree. I think, look, the drink driving thing, I have zero, I have a zero tolerance policy for that. So, you know, it's, I agree. I think if you get behind the wheel of a car under the influence of a drug or, or drink, yeah, I think you should be named and shamed. And I, to be honest, uh, I think if you're behind a wheel drunk, uh, I think you should get your license for life, not even temporarily. I really do. I think that's the only way you're actually going to cut this out. Um, you know, temporarily losing your license. I would imagine the repeat offenders for drink driving is just the same as repeat for any other crime. So, um, you know, you're driving a weapon. You know, and look, I know you mentioned the drink drink driving as an example. Um, I have zero tolerance for that. But if you commit a crime um, of any description, you know, and you go to court and you're convicted of it, um, whether you settle or not, or, you know, if you do community service or you pay your taxes, you know, and do a deal, you still committed the crime, so it should be published, regardless if you settled. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Tim, thanks for talking to us on Lunchtime Live. I want to jump to Brian. He's on the line from Athlone. Brian, what do you think? Well, I, we have a similar opinion to Tim there. Like, at the, at the end of the day, tax evasion is a crime, the same as any other crime. If you commit a crime and go to go to court, even if you're found not guilty, your name is still appears in the paper. And do you think, Brian, that it acts as a good deterrent? You know, is it something that would cross someone's mind that, oh God, I'd hate my name to be on some tax defaulters list somewhere? Well, when you see the amount of names on it every year, you would think it doesn't act as a deterrent. Like, but, um, I, I, I suppose it is a good deterrent too. But I, I don't know when people people avoiding tax do that. Do they take into account, oh, if I do this, I'm going to appear in Stubbs Gazette? I don't think that's foremost in most people people's mind. And you don't think it's unfair in any way, or there was a talk, um, our first caller there was speaking about the effect that it could have on someone's business. You don't see it as an unfair m- mode of dealing with this? Well, uh, other businesses and, and the public dealing with someone like that are entitled to, to, to know if that person is a tax avoider. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, you know if, 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 if you're in business and you're doing business with someone and you're paying all the VAT that they're charging you or whatever and then you discover, well, they're pocketing all of that, you're entitled to know about that, you know. And Brian, do you think most people that look down through uh, the tax defaulters list or Stubbs Gazette, do you think they're looking down through it just to make sure that they don't go into business with somebody that might be on it? Or do you think everyone is just having a good old nose to see who's on it? I think definitely the, se- the second one there. People are having a good old nose for sure, yeah. Why are we always so interested in other people's finances? Uh, it's, it's in our nature, isn't it? <laughs> um, we Brian, call it curiosity. Curiosity or nosiness. Brian, you want to wish your wife a happy birthday before I let you go? I do, yeah. I just want to wish my lovely wife Anne a happy birthday today. It's a big one, I won't say what it is. Oh, don't, don't, or your weekend will be ruined. Right, have yeah, a good yeah. weekend, Brian, and happy birthday to Anne. Michael's on the line. Michael, what do you think about this? I don't know. Hello? Hello, Michael. You're talking to well, us here on Lunchtime Live. What do well, you make of it? I, well, I, I thought your first contributor was coming across as if all these people were saints who really hadn't committed any, 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 any wrong and that putting their name in the paper was terribly unfair. These people didn't pay their taxes. 
Like, they didn't decide to barrel up to the Revenue Commissioners and say, oh, we owe you all this money. The Revenue Commissioners had to go uh, uh, go after them. Mm. Uh, 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 so, like, portraying them as being saints uh, is a wrong way of putting it. If the, um, if the Revenue Commissioners don't decide not to pr- print their names, or if it's decided not to print, maybe they should be automatic prison, prison sentences. Automatic prison sentences for not paying your tax. For not paying your tax. And do you not think that's a particularly unfair way to deal with people? I mean, we've heard other callers mention there that sometimes people might be relying on, you know, advice from an accountant or they might have thought that they did the right thing, crossed all their T's, dotted all their I's, but maybe they just got kind of caught short. Well, maybe the accountant should join them in prison for making a mistake. Uh, it's just the, the, the idea of not printing their names or not 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 meeting out some punishment over and above the, the penalties and the tax and all that sort of stuff, the surcharges and all that. The fact, you know, the idea that they would get away with not paying taxes, no matter what, uh, it, it, it just it, it just irks me because having paid all my taxes all the years through without uh, uh, having a chance to do what they're doing. And when you see those um, lists then, Michael, the same question I asked Brian there, would you have a good look down through it? Like, would you be interested no. to see who's no, on it? Look, no? I, no, I don't look at it at all. I just read the headlines where they bring out the big ones and that's it, and then I leave it. I'm not interested in, in their name being in, in the newspaper. I understand that it's a, um, it's, it, it's, it's a preventative move and I understand why it's being done. But it doesn't bother me that their name's in the paper. It's their fault. They should, you know, they shouldn't have been doing what they were doing. No, but I mean, would you be interested from a from a kind of curiosity point of no, view to see who's no, on it? I've no, I have no interest at all in 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 their names being in the papers, in, who, in knowing who they are. Other people might for for a business purposes, but I have no interest in it. I've a text in here. My husband and I paid a reputable firm for tax advice on shares that were held overseas and paid all the taxes we were advised were due. Subsequently, we were informed by another tax consultant that there was a sum of tax outstanding based on the previous advice. This was paid immediately with penalties. After explaining our case, we have still been placed on the tax evasion list. So much for paying for professional advice. Would you have any sympathy, Michael, for somebody in that kind of a situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. The tax advisor should have been taken out and put in prison for providing the wrong the wrong information. He should have been punished for it. Maybe he should have had to pay the penalties. Yeah, you would think that maybe in a situation like that, if somebody had made a legitimate mistake or, or a tax advisor had made a legitimate mistake or, or a mistake on their behalf, that they would at least get a fair hearing in terms of paying their penalty, paying their fine, but maybe not appearing on that list then. Another text, if you're not paying tax onto revenue, then you're defrauding the taxpayer, which is your customer. So we have the right to know about it and choose to shop or not in that business. And that came in from Maria as well. Would you agree with that, Michael? I would agree. But the other thing about that is too, if you're not paying your tax, you are uh, uh, defrauding your, your rivals because you have a uh, a, a, a bigger, um, more uh, uh, availability of cash, so that they, they, so you can put your rivals out of business or whatever. I know, I know it's an extreme thing, but the, the the fact that you're not paying your tax means that your rivals who are paying their tax are suffering in in uh, relative to you. 
Okay, so you think it's fair that they would appear on this list and people at least would have that information available yep. to them? Yes, I, I agree, yes. Another text in here, uh, the majority of these tax defaulters didn't intend to get caught by revenue. Transparency via publication is necessary for public and economic protection. And that came in from Brian. And I guess, Michael, for anyone like you say, who's always managed to keep their shop in order and keep their business going and make sure that they pay all the taxes that they're supposed to pay, I think they just get kind of particularly irked when they think that maybe somebody was trying to pull a fast one. Well, yes, it, 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 that and, and the knock-on effect on the services to the public, health, homelessness, education, uh, all those, uh, the police, the army, all those other services that are, have to be reduced because people aren't paying the correct tax. And I'd actually, uh, I'd say to you that I think that maybe um, for some people, maybe particularly people who earn a lot of money, um, the idea of having to pay a fine or a penalty uh, doesn't scare them. You know, maybe they will be caught, maybe they won't. But appearing on the list, maybe especially people in the public eye, that is definitely more of a deterrent than the fact that they might have to, um, you know, eventually settle up with revenue, pay the penalty and maybe pay a fine on top of it. They can probably afford to do that. But maybe they can't afford to have their name in the paper. Well, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, I, I think there's, a, there's an embarrassment factor at the time your name appears. But at the end of the day, people forget about all that. So, it's, you know, you're just taking a hit and you've had the use of the money for the period in, in question. So if you, have, if you have sufficient money to be able to pay it off without it affecting you, so, so what? So you think people forget pretty quickly, you know, there might be a bit of, um, it might get a bit of publicity on the day that the list comes out, it'll be in the paper the following day, but then people tend to kind of move past it. Yes, I think so. I think people forget about it unless they're directly connected with these with these people. So the majority of people, I read read the headline on the the last tax default Mm. list. I couldn't tell you who the top three people that they mentioned with that were that were on the list. That um, so uh, people uh, do forget. They kind of oh forget. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay, Liam is on the line line uh, in Waterford. Liam, what do you think about this kind of information being put out there in the public eye? Well, well, I think it's interesting that we only put out the ones that are caught and and that have been taken through the process and, and now have had to settle. Uh, I'm interested in, in the idea that really. Whenever we have dealings with the government, we're dealing with the money of all the citizens of the country. And it strikes me that uh, I know one Scandinavian country, uh, they may have discontinued it now, but for a number of years, what they did was they published all the tax returns. So I could go in and Google, if you like, Mm. your tax return. How much did you earn? How much tax did you pay? Now, the interesting thing about it was there was an audit and control on this in that you would be notified that Liam had actually looked at your record. So if you wanted to say, you know, why are you getting involved? Say your next door neighbor or something they could ask the question. But the idea was that everybody's return, it's a shared responsibility. It's part of our public funding. And as that last gentleman was saying there, loads of important services get missed out if people don't pay their fair share of taxes. Now, I think we are a society where loads of people don't pay their fair share of taxes, Uh, probably especially those ones with good accountants and a bit of money to slosh around or whatever, because there are mechanisms whereby you don't fall foul of the tax law, but you might be paying very little tax. So I'd love to see, rather than, you know, we've come from a traditionally secret society. In fact, we're not really a society. We all think everything's private. We're all individuals. Mm. But when it comes to things like the revenues of the country, the, the funding of the government by all of us, 
or it should be by all of us, I'd like to go not just the guys who end up in stubs, but maybe we have a process where we say, you know, yeah, I made loads of money, yeah, I paid this much tax, so what, that's, you know, that's me as an individual, I make my contribution. Somebody else says, well, I made very little money, I paid no tax, that's fair too, uh, as opposed to it all being hidden under undercover and the last thing you want is to get your name published somewhere. But people are uh, entitled to their privacy though as well. Like I don't think you know anyone would like the idea of somebody else being able to go in and Google how much they earn, how much tax they paid. People are well, entitled to have that information being kept private, do you not think? So I think when it comes to my private world, my private life, that's true. When it comes to interacting with the government of Ireland, so for example if people get contracts um, from the government is, is there not some degree to which there should be openness? Let me give you an example that annoyed me a few years ago, and, and I don't live in Dublin, but the bin services in Dublin, there was a lot of stuff when they privatised the bin services, and there was comp- competition with the companies, and companies were buying out other companies, and it turned out that all the companies involved uh, were registered in some sort of a trust thing in the Isle of Man. So the people of Ireland, or in particular in this case the people of Dublin, couldn't tell whether the scheme uh, you know, as extra charges were being piled on, whether it was highly profitable for these companies, because they, I think the people at Dublin were feeling their bin collection service was becoming a bit of a mm. raw deal. So that information wasn't available to the people of Ireland because of the structures under which they were filing their company accounts and stuff. So I think there's an awful lot of information that are, are, what you said just there is absolutely, I'd say most citizens will respond to what I've just said in line with you, saying, oh no, this is private, it's nobody's business but my own. But in fact, if it's to do with running the country, raising revenues, spending government money, I actually think I'd love to see an open book. And Just Before we finish up, uh, Liam, do you think, a question I asked another caller, do you think Irish people are particularly nosy about what other people earn? Um, actually, just I see here um, something about in Finland, Finnish media published the names of around 10,000 of the country's biggest earners, plus hundreds of celebrities and sports stars, making headlines with top 10 lists of the biggest taxpayers. And Norway has published tax returns since 1863, Back then, they were actually posted on the walls of the town hall. And for decades, anyone could request the tax data anonymously of someone else. And it led to worries that its people were actually too obsessed with who was paying what. I'd say Irish people, if we were able to do that, we'd be having a little look at what everyone was earning. Um, um, and let me ask the question. Um, so what? You know, <laughs> if, if somebody has a good job that's paying them great money, they're earning a lot. OK, they shouldn't be bragging about it like throwing their weight around. But we, we, we've always had this poor mouth. Ah, I'm just, ah, we're, we did all right. You know, we do this little thing where we're, <laughs> the last thing you would do. And I think it, it, it's because in the old days when we were agricultural, if one farmer was doing really well and he got an extra 10 acres of land, mm. well, that had come from somebody else who was now going downhill. So I can understand in our, you know, our back into our culture, traditionally, I can see why you would be quite quiet about your income and your earnings and you're doing all right. You know, uh, let's face it, during the famine, for example, loads of people weren't starving. You know, and, and, and I think for many, many years, it was kind of like not spoken of that we were still exporting food and there was people still making money while sort of the western seaboard of the country was, was in, in dire straits. So, you, you know, I, I think we have a hard, um, we have a difficult journey with success. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right. Loads of people would be curious. Loads of people would be looking. The only thing I would have had against that initiative you mentioned there was where people could anonymously ask. Mm, maybe you'd want to know who if, was interested in your affairs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I, I think if I'm if I'm cheeky enough to go and find out what my next door neighbour's earning, I <laughs> they should, should know that you're looking. <laughs> yeah, 
why don't I just go ask him, you know? <laughs> Knock on his door, it might be simpler. Okay, Liam, thanks so much. Liam in Waterford there talking to us on Lunchtime Live. Now, I really would like to know, have you ever been on the tax defaulters list? I will not give out your name, but do let us know what kind of an effect it had on you. Did it embarrass you? Were you hoping nobody would open the paper that day? Or what do you think? Is it unfair? Or do you think it's fair enough to name and shame people if they're not paying their taxes? Do let us know. 53106 is the text line. You call us 1894-53106. Email us lunchtimelive at newstalk.com or you can tweet us at lunchtimelivent. I would love to hear from you. Now, coming up next, I don't really know. I think we're going to be talking about disabled parking spaces. Also, a listener got in touch who wanted to a bit of advice on to whether uh, on about whether uh, people should stay together in a marriage just for the children. So we'll try to get to that too. Stay with us.